0: Welcome to the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Today is Friday, February the 24th, and on this day in 1955, Steve Jobs was born. Today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. I'm Doug Harding, and here are your top stories presented by Mall of Georgia Dodge Jeep Chrysler. Charges against a former Doraville police officer in the death of Norcross teen Susanna Morales have been upgraded. We check in on the state basketball tournament with our Gwinnett Sports Update presented by Tom Wage's Funeral Home, and we have five events to get you out there this weekend. Plus, we'll sit down with Kevin Kinney, lead singer of Driving and Crying, to talk ahead of his Friday night show in Atlanta and his Saturday show in Athens.
1: What's great about Driving and Crying is that it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They they don't know what song is coming next, and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh wow! And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just I'm just feeling it, and I'll just start playing it.
0: We'll have on with this and more on the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast.
2: We sat down with Lauren Livesay and Colin Cappy, second-generation employees of Kia Mall of Georgia, and asked them what makes Kia Mall of Georgia different.
3: We are family-owned and operated. Um, we have been here for going on 29 years. We take everything to heart here, and um, all of our hard work is what we put into it as a family. Not every other business has that. Been
1: here in Buford for 25 years, selling cars to anyone that wants one. The reasons why you would come to a Small Family owned Dealership, you get that sort of
2: family experience. Kia Mall of Georgia, making a difference in the lives of their customers. Go see them on the lot at 4180 Buford Drive in Buford or visit them online at kiamallofgeorgia.com.
0: A former Doraville police officer who has previously been accused of concealing the death of 16-year-old Norcross resident Susana Morales has now been formally accused of kidnapping and murdering her. The charges against Miles Bryant have been upgraded to include felony murder and kidnapping in connection with Morales' death last July. Bryant was previously charged with concealing the death of another person and false report of a crime. He'll continue to face those charges in addition to the new ones. Bryant's employment with Doraville Police was terminated when he was arrested earlier this month. Police now believe that Morales was killed within four hours of her disappearance on the evening of July 26th. Police say Morales had gone to visit a friend earlier that evening and had texted her mother when she was walking back to her home just before 10 p.m. Police say Morales encountered Bryant sometime between 10 and 10.30 on July 26th and that her death is believed to have occurred sometime between then and 2 a.m. on July 27th. Morales' parents have searched for her throughout the night and filed a missing persons report with police at 9 a.m. on July 27th. Morales' skeletal remains were found in a wooded area off State Route 316 between Drowning Creek and Gwinnett Barrow County Line earlier this month. A personal handgun, which Brian had reported missing at about 11 a.m. on July 27th, was found near Morales' remains. The cause of Morales' death remains under investigation at this time, however. Run the Reagan has always been a celebratory event in the Snellville area, with the annual road race providing fun, competition, and a chance to raise funds for local charities. But this year's race, scheduled for Saturday, will also come with some sadness as those who gather to participate and work with the event remember the life of Parks Mann, the race's founder. Mann died on January 6th at the age of 76. A deacon at Smoke Rise Baptist Church, he was known in the community for founding the Run the Reagan Race, as well as his work with the Gwinnett County Community Clinic. Part of Man's Legacy will be on display Saturday when Ronald Reagan Parkway is shut down for the event, which includes a fun run, a 5K, a half marathon, and a full marathon. Upwards of 2,000 people are expected to participate. The event, in its 28th year, has been a generous community benefactor for years, raising more than $3 million, which is donated to local charitable organizations. This year, the Brookwood Schools Foundation, the Southeast Gwinnett Cooperative Ministry, and South Gwinnett Cluster Foundation and the Lilburn Cooperative Ministry are the charities that will benefit from the funds raised by Run the Reagan. For high school seniors seeking opportunities to continue their musical education in college, the next several weeks are known as the audition season. Peachtree Ridge senior Jaehoon Kim will have an excellent experience to help bolster his credentials on the cello when he makes his solo debut in late March with the DeKalb Symphony Orchestra. Kim finished second in a recent concerto competition to earn a spot performing with the iconic DSO, now celebrating its sixth decade. The Sewanee resident will join the orchestra to perform the fourth movement of Edward Elger's Cello Concerto, a composition he knows very well. Although this will be his first spotlight appearance with an orchestra, Kim is familiar with large ensembles, having performed with the Atlanta Symphony Youth Orchestra, the Emory Youth Symphony, and the Georgia Music Educators Association Allstate Orchestra. And while he's no stranger to the stage in the spotlight, Kim admitted he's still trying to wrap his head around this prestigious opportunity. Kim has several schools he's interested in and had a late February in-person audition at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York. He also has had Zoom auditions with Bard College in New York, the University of Georgia, Columbus State, the Jacobs School of Music at Indiana University, and the Peabody Conservatory in Baltimore. Kim's performance with the DSO, now under the baton of new music director Paul Basson, is set for 8 p.m. on March 21st at the Marvin Cole Auditorium in Clarkston. For more information, visit DeKalbSymphony.org. Gwinnett County police K-9 officer Kai had a tough time last summer after he was shot by a suspect that he was trying to apprehend and subsequently had to have one of his legs amputated because of his injuries. On Tuesday, Gwinnett County commissioners recognized Kai, told him he'd done a good job in his service to the county and said he could now kick back his paws, relax and enjoy retirement. The commissioners voted formally to retire Kai from law enforcement service. Kai's retirement comes after a year in which he made headlines in ways he and his handler, Corporal Aaron Carlyle, could not have anticipated 12 months ago. A year ago, Kai, a Belgian Malinois, was a newcomer to the Gwinnett Police Department's K-9 unit, having just joined the department in August of 2021, and he looked to have a long career ahead of him. Then came the fateful day on May 23, 2022, when he was brought in to help track a suspect who was accused of entering a home and threatening his girlfriend and other people who were inside the home in the Lawrenceville area. The suspect had fled the home by the time police had arrived, which is why Kai was brought in to help track him down with aerial assistance from the police department's aviation unit. The suspect opened fire at officers who were pursuing him, and two of the bullets hit Kai. Kai was in the hospital for three weeks and had to have one of his legs amputated, police had returned fire and shot the suspect who was then taken to Northside Hospital while Kai was taken to North Georgia Veterinary Specialists in Buford for treatment. Due to his injuries, Kai's veterinarian, Dr. J.T. Wallace, recommended he be retired last August. Although his doctor had recommended his retirement last August, the police department kept him in service for a few more months to help with some police activities that saw him acting as a de facto face of the department. At the Red, Blue and You Law Enforcement Appreciation Event last month, for example, he was recognized for his bravery when he received the Purple Heart Award for Law Enforcement.
2: Hey guys, Wayne here with Peggy Slappy Properties. The team and I are ready to make the assist and help you find your next home. Serving Gwinnett County and surrounding areas for 40 years, our veteran lineup will make shopping for a house a slam dunk. Call us at 770 271 5555 or check us out online at psponline.com.
1: Whatever your real estate needs, our team of experienced professionals is here to serve you. Buying and selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's our priority. Peggy Slappy Properties is a trusted market leader in the greater Gwinnett area. For 40 years and counting.
3: Everyone is worried about inflation. And for many on a fixed income, Tom M. Wages Funeral Service pre-funding funeral pre-arrangements allows you to beat inflation. Because we put your money in a trust, Tom M. Wages is able to guarantee your family will not have to pay the future costs of goods and services, regardless of how much it increases in the future. Prices will always go up. A sure way to save money and beat inflation is to prefund your pre-arranged funeral today. Let the family service professionals at Tom M. Wages in Snellville or Lawrenceville help you. Call Tom M. Wages at 770-978-3200 or email jim at wagesfuneralhome.com. Tom M. Wages, the most respected and requested funeral home in Gwinnett County.
2: It's hockey time in the A. The Atlanta Gladiators return to Gas South Arena for another season of huge hits, incredible goals, and down for Oliver, Oliver shoots, and rebound, lose, they score! and wild celebrations. Head over to atlantagladiators.com to get your tickets today as we celebrate 20 years of Atlanta Gladiators hockey. The Atlanta Gladiators, Atlanta's hockey team. Again, Kyla gets it back.
3: Nearside Vitelli, He shoots and scores.
0: The Gwinnett Daily Post is giving away a family four-pack of tickets to Fernbank Museum. Call 404-997-8655 and leave a voicemail for your chance to win four tickets to go to Fernbank. And now Gwinnett Daily Post sports editor Will Hammock joins the show for our Gwinnett sports update presented by Tom Wager's Funeral Home. And we're here with Will Hammock, the editor of the Gwinnett Daily
2: Post sports section, for our Gwinnett sports update presented by Tom Wage's Funeral Home. And, and Will, first off, it's uh, state basketball tournament, Tom.
4: Yeah, definitely. We had some uh, interesting games already during the uh, the first round. I think uh, probably the one that got everybody's attention and, and shocked people the most was the Burtmore Boys. Uh, Upset number six-ranked Buford in the first round in 7A. Uh, Buford was a region champion in region eight. And, uh, Burt Moore's kind of been in a rebuilding year. They've been uh, they're right around 500 and struggling, but they've, they've been a powerhouse in the past. They were state runner-up in 7A last year. Uh, Buford was state runner-up in 6A last year. So a pretty good first-round matchup, and, uh, and Burt Moore really got it done. They put it together there at the end and knocked off Buford in the arena there in Buford. Uh, North Gwinnett upset Mill Creek in the first round. And the boys' side, and then Parkview boys went over to Hillgrove and, and pulled an upset. I think uh, you look at a couple other games, the Norcross boys really looked good in the first round, shot the ball well, and crushed Collins Hill. Uh, same thing with Grayson. They shot the ball well. Uh, crushed Marietta. Uh, Grayson just uh, 58 points in the first half and um, almost hit the 100-point 100, 100 mark, scored 99 in the game. Uh, start, starters had 77 through two-and-a-half quarters, so just a ridiculous effort by the Grayson boys. Uh, on the girls' side, I think the, the most interesting first-round matchup was number one, Hebron, uh, in Triple-A had to play number seven, White County, in the first round. Uh, Hebron uh, took care of business there, won by 15 in the first round.
2: You know, I was looking at your article earlier about the Grayson game where they beat up on Marietta, and it was kind of interesting. They had to play that game at Archer. Uh, talk a little more on that.
4: Yeah, in uh, a P.A.P. class, right, the, uh, a few weeks ago and, uh, at Grayson, the kid was kicking a soccer ball at the Grayson gym and uh, P.E. and just happened to. Uh, hit it they said the kid probably could have kicked it a thousand times and not hit it just right but he hit a sprinkler just right and then uh for about 30 minutes the sprinklers just uh i mean those things are designed to put out fires so it uh it just flooded the gym for 30 minutes so buckled about most of the court the the woods pretty buckled and it's gonna have to be replaced completely after the school year uh so n- not certainly not fit for a high school basketball game so luckily archer nearby is giving them their gym for the uh, the postseason and uh they actually were supposed to host the region tournament uh grayson but they had to move the region tournament down to uh to newton because the floor was damaged So not only did they lose the uh, home in the playoffs they lost the rights to host the region tournament of course uh, it hasn't bothered them yet so they they won the region tournament and dominated in the first round so i guess the location doesn't matter when you're that talented
2: absolutely the the fun parts of high school sports when uh when when things like that go wrong but They seem to be enjoying that home away from home at Archer. So we'll talk a little bit about who we've got to look forward to in round two.
4: Yeah, uh, I think one of the interesting matchups in in, uh, 7A is the number one Wheeler boys. uh, North Gwinnett's going over to play them. North Gwinnett didn't get completely blown out by Wheeler the first time when they played him early in the season. So they're going to give Wheeler a shot, see what they can do. Uh, Obviously, Wheeler's talented and loaded, but North Gwinnett's playing his best basketball of the season right now. Uh, Caleb Jones had 34 against Mill Creek in that first-round game. So we'll see how that one turns out. Uh, the Peachtree Ridge boys are going to go over and play Walton, which Walton Walton held high-scoring Lambert to 49 points uh, in the in the first round. And Peachtree Ridge played great defense in its first-round game. So I think Peachtree Ridge-Walton boys is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, Burt Moore is going to have to go play another ranked team, play number eight Cherokee in the boys' first round. And uh, Parkview is going to have to play number seven Carrollton. Uh, I think probably the biggest test on the boys' side, the Shiloh boys are going to have to play 2nd rank uh, Alexander over in 6A. So, so Shiloh boys and North boys both can have big tests. Uh, On the girls' side, I I like the Peachtree Ridge girls playing at number seven. South Forsyth, I think that's going to be a very good game as well.
2: Yeah, that North Gwinnett game I think is the one that's really I'm interested in. Uh, For listeners out there, if you don't know, Wheeler has the number one recruit in the nation, Isaiah Collier. They went out earlier this season – Flew to Los Angeles and played against Bronny James and uh, Sierra Canyon, a team that has a bunch of NBA legacies. So, really a high-profile program, and that will be. I mean, that would be a huge upset if North can pull that off.
4: Yeah, I think. I think if North, uh, it, it'll be a win if North could, could just keep it close. I think Wheeler's obviously the state championship favorite for most folks. Uh, I think it's probably gonna be. Wheeler, I'd say maybe Norcross and Grayson are right up there close to that bunch, but, but I think most people think Wheeler's the state championship favorite. So certainly long odds for North, but they're going to give it a shot and see how it turns out. Absolutely. We'll
2: finish off with a little bit of wrestling talk.
4: Yeah, no, we talked about last week about the state tournament and wrestling, a traditional tournament finishing up the season. It's always a, a huge, huge meet, and uh, and everybody's excited to go there. It's a great meet for, for both Buford and Mill Creek there. Uh, Buford was second in 7A. Uh, Mill Creek was third in 7A. I think uh, what stood out is both those teams racked up so many points. They probably would have won uh, most every other classification with how many points they scored. But unfortunately, they're in the uh, class with Camden, uh, which won its seventh straight uh, uh, state championship and the largest class in wrestling. They're just uh, a dominant force. Uh, Cameron had, uh, Camden had state placers in all 14 weight classes uh, and a massive 233 points. Uh, but, but certainly great showings by Mill Creek. Buford had two state champs. Uh, drew gorman and gavin pope and uh, mill creek uh, had an all-time high four state champs uh, dominic bambinelli and monty mills antonio mills and blue stifler all won state championships so the best best season in mill creek wrestling history for sure buford made a nice run at state championship uh chip finished pretty close to camden there uh put a challenge into them so uh, look forward to buford and camden probably showing that showing down the next several years in wrestling as well
2: absolutely it should be a should be a good matchup and very excited for all those individual state championship winners that'll be something they remember forever. Well, Will, as always I appreciate you coming through and I look forward to talking a little more basketball with you next week.
4: Great, talk to you soon.
0: Sasha Tarasenko, a senior at Paul Duke Stem High School, is one of only three students to win this year's 2022-23 Concerto Competition with the Atlanta Symphony Youth Orchestra. Sasha, one of the 114 students who make up the symphony's youth ensemble, will have the opportunity to perform a solo flute concerto next season. The Atlanta Youth Symphony Orchestra is under the direction of resident conductor and music director Jerry Howe. An Ho, a percussionist at Collins Hill High School, earned honorable mention. Applications for the Atlanta Symphony Youth Orchestra's 2023 24 season are now open. Applications and auditions are open to rising 8th to 12th grade musicians who play orchestra string, woodwind, brass, and percussion, including piano and harp. And now here's community reporter Matt Golden with five events to get you out there this weekend. Hello, Gwinnett listeners. It's another beautiful weekend in Gwinnett County, and
2: we've got five events to get you out there this weekend. For additional events, please head over to the Gwinnett Daily Post community calendar. First off, we've got the Gwinnett Strifers preseason party Sunday at 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at Coolray Ray Field. The Gwinnett Stripers are hosting a free preseason party at Cool Ray. This rain or shine event includes complimentary hot dogs and soda, self-guided tours of the ballpark, kids' events, raffle prizes, a chance to take on-field batting practice for a charitable donation, and more. For more info, head over to MILB.com slash Gwinnett. Talked about it a little bit earlier, but Saturday at 9 a.m. is Run the Reagans. On Ronald Reagan Parkway and Presidential Circle in Snellville, the 28th annual road race includes a fun run, 5K, half marathon, and marathon, all ran on Ronald Reagan Parkway. This year, the Brookwood Schools Foundation, the Southeast Gwinnett Cooperative Ministry, the South Gwinnett Cluster Foundation, and the Lilburn Cooperative Ministry are the charities that will be benefited from the funds raised by the event. For more information, head over to runthereagan.net. Tonight at Eddie Owens Presents and Red Clay Music Foundry, it's End of the Line and Allman Brothers Tribute Band. End of the Line is a tribute to the Alban Brothers Band, comprised of six members from varying musical backgrounds providing a comprehensive and authentic musical experience faithful to the original spirit of the Allman Brothers Band. For more information, head over to OwensPresents.com. Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., it's the Swanee Winter Farmers Market at the Swanee Town Center Park in Swanee. Stop by and enjoy fresh local winter produce such as lettuces, greens, potatoes, carrots, brussels sprouts, baked goods, and a variety of other delicious local flavors. For more information, go to swanee.com. Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Eagle Theater in Sugar Hill, it's TED Talks. This will be a day-long experience of inspiring ideas, conversation and networking and will feature 10 speakers and two entertainers who will share ideas that could impact our world for the better. This event features topics ranging from technology and education to pet adoption, mindfulness and consciousness. And here are the speakers, Oceans Robbins, co-founder and CEO of the 700,000 member Food Revolution Network, talking about eating your way to happiness ashley wright the 2023 gwinnett county public schools teacher of the year and her topic let's get back to the fun in learning buckley o'neill international public speaker and mentor for coaches and consultants talking on a new way to live the evolution of human consciousness stephen Shatini, thought leader ex-monk and host of mindfulness live will be there to talk about finding your inner monk Lee Richer, award-winning CEO, marketing expert, innovator and global leader will be there. Dr. Matissa Wilburn, executive director at Watering Seeds Foundation and a doctor of sociology will be talking about her topic, good grief. Alyssa Fernandez, a 19-year-old filmmaker, artist, author, and entrepreneur will be talking on misrepresentation in the media, Iris Grim, a professional coach and business owner and 22-plus year professional dog trainer, will be discussing one adoption, two transformations. Amia Agniotri, a senior at the Gwinnett School of Mathematics, Science and Technology, will be discussing unity. And Travis Hall, the lead pastor at Live Church International in Gwinnett County, who is also an author and a doctoral candidate, will be discussing developing your core as a leader check the link at GwinnettDailyPost.com to find out more information and how to get tickets. Hopefully some of those of this piqued your interest and maybe I will see you out there this weekend. Have a fun and a safe weekend Gwinnett County.
0: Appreciate everybody tuning in. My name is Doug Harding and it's so great to have I guess come a, a local musical legend, Kevin Kenny. You know him from Driving and Crying. Also his solo work, and currently Think About It tour. Kevin, you're doing some driving and crying dates also, right?
1: Uh, I've No, I've been doing, me and Amy Ray are out there doing it right now. We have two more shows this weekend, and we just did, like, Texas and uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, Alabama, and uh, we did Nashville last Saturday or Sunday, and then we're going to do Athens and Atlanta this weekend and uh, so we're excited, you know, it's a really great show, and it's, I know a lot about a lot of my friends' music, but it's, when you get to open, you really get this, like, drink in the entire experience, you know, you know, you really get to, you have a good opportunity to, like, really listen, and I think both of us are, like, getting turned on by all of our, you know, I mean, she's seen me play, of course, but she don't think she's really seen, like, you know, as many shows in a row ever, and we been on tour, and so she's just got a great band and her songwriting is really great and she's um just really flooring me every night. Her she's driving the van, she's backing up that trailer. <laughs> There's you know, it's not a tour bus. I mean, she's got six really great talented musicians. And uh, I'm co-opting them uh, one by one. So by the end of the show, I have all six on stage with me. <laughs> so because good music, I think morphs is is it's a good you know the thing about music is that it can be it's fluid you know you it can push and pull and I mean that's and that's really what I do I don't have I'm, my arrangements are not that complicated and my chord st- structure is not that complicated it's it's really more about stopping and starting and coming in and surfing it's more like surfing you know like. Mm-hmm. Me and Gib Droll used to one of our best shows we ever did together. We were playing guitar. We were in the Hilton Head, and we just watched the um, documentary about Dogtown, and that was one of our best shows ever because we felt like we were like carving, and we were like letting it fall and jumping in. You know, you just kind of see the world. You know, I mean, after doing thousands and thousands and thousands of shows, like we have, me and Amy have probably done. Three to four thousand shows a piece, you know, at a whole another zen level, you know, especially when we're doing the set list different every night and things are changing. So dynamics, 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 that's really what what makes for me makes uh, and set list and reading the audience. And I don't use any set list ever. I just really kind of read the audience and, and you know, 85 percent of the time I'm pretty right. And the 15 percent I'm not. I just call it art. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you, know, you learn, you live you learn.
0: You're talking about Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls, you know, a local band from right here in Atlanta. Also, I've noticed a lot on your album Think About It that you've got half the band REM in there. You got Peter Buck and then you have the drummer Bill Berry. Yeah. And I had thought that he was retired out of music for
1: good. Well, he's kind of a a well. He made a record with Mike Mantione called "The Bad Ends." It's on New West Records, Mm -hmm. and so and I work with David. I made it this in Athens, so they're they're, I'm using Athens musicians. The the drummer Darren is from Athens. uh, David Barbie is Athens. Brad Morgan from the Drive By Truckers is from Athens. The string arrangements and all that—they're all Athens students and Athens musicians, except for my brother. He lives in Atlanta here with me. You know, not it with me at Pine Lake But, um, yeah, so yeah, Peter Buck was in town We were doing a cracker uh, camp out And Peter was playing, I was playing I started this project, like, on one of those nights The night before I played the cracker um, camp out And uh, uh, Peter was there So Peter was like, hey, you know, he's very fast So I was just, he came in and he was one of the first musicians on it And then COVID hit And then I couldn't get anybody back And it's some people had to do it remotely Peter couldn't do it remotely because he works with out of Portland with Scott McCoy is his main guy. And, uh, and everybody was just closed. So, uh, so Bill Barry came in on the, the last one of the last things I did and was like, because David Barbie had, had been working with him and they're good friends. And uh, so I don't know Bill as much as I know everybody else. And I think I know Michael more than I know Bill, you know, but he's great. You know, he was he's got he plays all the percussion on it. It's a great vibe, and you know, so that was cool. And Peter, of course, is really signature. He's got his, he brought some of his REM guitars over and you know, his 12 string, and his, he's also got some of the later REM, like the, his Ebo, you know, that, that, that right. dissonant, the, the dissonant thing on the song called The Innocent, you know, the Read Innocent Part Two or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my career is just taking advantage of whatever is laying around, you know, like. I think that I learned my musical thing from my dad making dinner on Saturday nights, you know, it's like, you know, there's nothing to eat and then you know, we have five kids in our family growing up. And uh yeah, you know, my dad would be make, you know, some sort of recipe. <laughs> uh, mashed potatoes inside the meatloaf or he'd find something, you know, he'd make it he'd make something out of something. So that's kind of how I think my musical career has been, just kind of like I 'Cause I'm I'm a bit you know, I'm not on a spectrum or anything like that, I don't think, but I have a very short attention span and planning things out gets gets me stressed a little bit. So I kind of prefer to just what's great about driving and crying is that it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They they don't know what song is coming next and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh wow. And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just I'm just feeling it and I'll just start playing it. You know, like we did a song at the variety that night called Light from a record we made at Geffen. We probably haven't played it in a year. And I just started playing it and they know it. I just went dun, 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 and, they, and they jumped in. I see the light. You know, it was really great. So I'm blessed to surround myself with really quality people who know how to listen and, and don't get stressed out. Like, I don't know what. Oh, it's like, well, if you know, not you, if you screwed up, it's music, you know, it'll be okay.
0: You know, speaking of the new album. Think about it, isn't another Scarlet Butterfly? Isn't that a, a, an old driving and crying song?
1: Yeah, it's from uh, the, our first record. I wrote it, I might have even written it before the first. I might have been, I might have tried to do it in my punk rock band in 1981, but I can't remember. But yeah, it is from our first record. And um, the, the lyrics just seem very topical to me. And Peter Buck came up with a really cool riff that was like lifted if i felt like it was a patty smith riff so i called lenny k from the patty smith group and was like i played it to him over the phone i was like is this one of your riffs I was like <laughs> we were, he was like i don't think it is but i i like it so it's kind of a you know i mean i'm a huge patty smith fan so it's a bit of a like a like a if you listen to the song dancing barefoot it's kind of like oh, that, yeah, you no know, so it's very much like dancing barefoot it's a great song yeah uh, you know, great really great song or ghost dance and things like that. Ah, uh, we shall live again. I like to reapproach so- certain songs. I like to reapproach the innocent on there. I reapproach Scarlet Butterfly. You know, I've reapproached Scarlet Smarter on my Flower and a Knife record I did with Warren Haynes. I've, I'm not afraid to redo something and maybe just as my voice has changed over. It was 38 years ago since I did that. I have a, a little bit lower voice now and things like that. So I kind of. The whole record is me and my friend Eric von Hessler, who made this documentary about me. He did this uh, about John Crying. but he's really smart and really uh, he loves music. He just I mean, he texts me all the time, just like, have you heard this you know whatever song, Paul McCartney or Crowded House song or that's all we talk about is music. And so um, he had this podcast idea for us, and it was like Kevin Kinney it was like three in the morning. So that's kind of what this thing is like. I, I sing this whole record as if I'm singing to you in my apartment in like, when you live in an apartment, you can't just project at three in the morning. You know, you can't just like, has scarlet butterfly fades into the, you know, it's like neighbors, you know? So the whole record is, I intentionally told David Barbie, I was like, I really want to keep this like really intimate and just really kind of like understated up until would be the credits would be the one with Bill Barry on it. That's the one I really kind of sing. I reimagined the first songs. Uh, think about it, to stop, look, listen, think about it. I put it, I bookended it, you know, and that one is kind of like, you know, it opens up a little bit. So I try to use a cinematic approach to, to music, you know, when I do that, you know, when I make records, I try to, I try to make it into a small movie these days. Cause I'm, after, I've made 19 or 20 albums. I don't know. And, um, I want it to be an, an adventure for me that's interesting to talk about and to listen to, you know.
0: Would you ever consider, or maybe have you already done, a score to a movie or TV show?
1: I, I, you know, I, I toyed around with some, like, but usually, you know, I did uh, the Archer the Archers series uh, that was fun. I did one season of Archer when they had to change their name from Isis. Because ISIS came, and so they had to become a different agency down in <laughs> Miami, and they became like a uh, one of the characters became a country singer. So I wrote Sherlene's some songs for Sherlene, and uh, and did some soundtracks for that. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, I've done things, but every time I try to do something, it always sounds like Ry Cooder or something. So I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'd rather they just use my songs, (laughs) just (laughs) use them and sporadically use them or cut them up or take the vocals out or something like that. But uh, I've never really uh, tried to approach that yet, but I probably will later when I get done trying to travel, you know, right now I'm still able to travel, you know, I'm getting up there, but it's, I'm still, you know, for another 10 years or so, I'll be still be able to travel and, and play music, you know.
0: Oh, that's great. You know, I'm a big uh, movie and uh, TV show fan, and I love soundtracks. What's it like to actually hear a song of yours in a movie or TV show?
1: I've only been, oh, on the, on the Archer thing. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it was, co- well, I didn't really, I didn't sing any of it. It was all sung by Jesse Lee uh, Martin, Jesse Lynn Martin. And the fun one was, is we redid, uh, we redid Danger Zone with Kenny Loggins. And so we got to talk <laughs> with Kenny Loggins and he's re-sing Danger Zone in a country kind of thing with Shirley, did a little duet with Shirley. So that was fun, but I've never really been in a movie. I think I've had one song in, uh if you watch Canadian Bacon in the, in the first uh Couple minutes of it, I think John Candy uh, hits the radio, and one of our songs comes on. Because I I ran into Michael Moore at a bar in Athens after he did a speech at the college. I gave him, you know, I was like, I'm gonna give him my all my records. And then he he called me and uh, was like, Hey, uh, Kevin, it's Michael Moore, and I got a, uh, I need a song to use just for a little bit. So, would you mind if I use that? I said, Yeah, go absolutely. So he used like. A couple seconds of it. That was kind of cool. He was a cool guy. I like Michael more, you know. I'm um, yeah. I haven't had a uh, very many. My wife is doing this uh, song this retrospect of my career. It over O E V R E over over perspective of my career, and she's got almost fifty artists. It's called Let's Go Dancing. It's a it's a collection of like fifty artists doing my songs and reimagined. And there are some real—I can't really talk about it yet—but there's some real special songs on there that have been reimagined by some really cool artists that I think might might wind up in 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 movies and things like that. I think it's it's pretty cool. She's been working on it for a few years now. As it was, you know, so it was kind of a secret to me. So, but I, you know, started hearing about it a little bit, you know, here and there. So.
0: Is that going to be a documentary, an album? What exactly is it?
1: It's an album, it'll start streaming soon. I think the first ones are is, will be in March sometime. So, you'll start seeing it trickle out. I'm not sure how, what kind of publicists they have. Uh, probably, I, I probably would err on the side of Steve. You know, I like Steve. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that project. Yeah, someday maybe I'll hear my songs in a show or something. But you know, I was excited the first time I ever heard myself on 96 Rock. That was pretty cool. What song was that? Was it Find Me Courageous? It's probably Honeysuckle Blue was like the first one I think I heard on 96 Rock. Maybe Can't Promise You the World, but I don't know if that was on there. I don't think they played that one. So so um I didn't want to overthink it.
0: Is there a riff or another song you've heard another artist write that you wish you had
1: written? All the time, yeah. And I've probably stolen a little bit of them as we go. I tell you, R.E.M. probably is probably one of the most, Peter Buck is probably one of the most underrated guitar players. I think he's a top five guitar player in the world, personally. And that's not because I'm familiar with him as a friend and colleague, but I really think that, that the R.E.M., I'm not sure who writes all the licks. I know he plays the licks, but like the opening the Philly Gravity pull, the opening to to uh, South Central Rain the openings to one I love the opening. I mean, there's a lot of classic guitar riffs and all that stuff that I'm really I really love. you know he's very underrated. He should be in always in the top ten guitar players, you know, they play. You, know, but because he plays rhythm, rhythm guitar players don't get a lot of respect because they're not shredding all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not a sh- I don't like shredding. I don't you know, i I'll do it for fun. but I'm really more of a melody. I like to write my solos. and like Leonard Skinner, you know, when I was on tour with Skinner, they really thing I learned about Leonard Skinner touring with them is they really loved the Beatles. they were they thought they were the Beatles. Like when they were rehearsing, they wanted their songs to be like the Beatles. Like, When the Beatles play "Rain," it's "Rain." There's no extended jams for like the extended jam that Skinner has in Freebird is written. The solo for Saturday Night Special is written. That's what it is. I kind of liked that idea, you know. I mean, of keeping, you know. So can't promise you the world. Now, when I have a guitar player, I always extend it for them to reimagine it, you know. I, I mean, my guitar part is always the same melody. I like I like my guitar solos to be. Like I can't promise you the world's like da 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 da, 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 da. Ba, ba, like you know, like horn sections or something like that, you know. So but yeah, I'm jealous of just about anything Sabbath did, Tony Iomi, Jimmy Page, you know, even you know, like, you know, but yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of great riffs out there, you know, uh the Jack White and uh, I'm jealous constantly, you know. You know. <laughs> Jane's addiction Jane's addiction had some great riffs and things like that, you know. And Guns N' Roses, of course, had a lot of great licks. And like, oh, that's a great riff. That's a-. I started to steal one of those from a uh, "The Sweet Child of Mine." I tried to steal that for the song called "Wild Dog Moon." Boo I kind of like, oh, that's my this is gonna be my Slash tribute. You know, and that was <laughs> in nineteen eighty nine. I don't even know if they were had their record. I, I don't did they. I know. Yeah,
0: Appetite came out in nineteen eighty seven. I think eighty six. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Something like that, yeah. That was my uh my slash tribute, but yeah, you know, I, I I love music. You know, I'm a music fan, so I mean, I listen to music constantly. And when we were out with the Black Crows, it was really I think reconnecting with 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 Rich and Chris was my favorite thing. Was the having them just kind of like like as the tour ended and all that stuff, they were sending me playlists and turning me on to people and in their part they live on the west coast and so there's like all these great pasadena bands that i had never heard of the lemon twigs and all these people and they're like oh did you ever hear this guy i'm like no i don't so i mean i downloaded i'll you know 10 or 15 different artists that i'd never heard of that i'm you know i have it now on my uh they're like all it's called disciples of sid barrett is the name of my playlist (laughs) because they're all kind of based on on early pink floyd and you know the early psychedelic movement so
0: Okay, so the Think About It tour, it's going to be at the 40 Watt in Athens, and then on Sunday, it's going to be at the Variety Playhouse. What other dates are you going to be doing
1: besides that? Every three months, I'm doing a show at Eddie's Attic. I'm doing four shows this year, kind of like a residency. And in April and May, I did this thing called free parking from this room here, from this very mic here during the (laughs) pandemic, and I'm taking that to Nashville live, and I'm doing it at the Eastside Bowl in Nashville in April and May, and I'll be broadcasting it on some sort of format. I'm not sure, but it's free to get in. It's $20 if you want to leave early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're charging people to leave. If you stay where the whole thing is free. <laughs> so, the, 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 the sooner you leave, uh, the more it costs. If you stay at the end, it's only like $3 to leave. So, You know, trying to reinvent the wheel here. But see how that's working for me. It's Kevin Kinney
0: from Driving and Crying. Also, his solo work, uh, Think About It tour, happening right now. Also, pick up the album, Think About It. You can find out more about this at com. Kevin, it has been great talking with you today. I really, really appreciate everything. Well, that's
1: talking with you. Wish we had another two hours to rant, but. uh... Yeah, I
0: could do that, too, and I I certainly appreciate everything, and best of luck to you this year.
1: Keep on keeping on, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye.
3: Don't miss the Gwinnett County Public Schools Job Fair, Saturday, March 4th from 8 a.m. to noon at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth. Gwinnett County Public Schools is hiring for all positions, including teachers, para-pros, bus drivers, custodians, food services, and all professional positions. That's the GCPS Job Fair, March 4th from 8 a.m. to noon. Visit GCPSK12.org slash jobs for more details.
2: Hey, what are you doing? I'm adding to my Pinterest boards. There are so many great Pinterest ideas out there. I don't know which one to start first. I know what you mean. That's why I made plans to go to the Georgia Pinners Conference at the Cobb Galleria on March 24th and 25th. The Georgia Pinners Conference? What's that? It's the one event where creative, passionate, do-it-yourselfers go to attend classes taught by the best Pinterest presenters from all over the nation. There are over 100 classes showcasing the most popular Pinterest trends, and the best part is that you can make and complete your projects right then and there. Plus, there's over 200 vendors showcasing their new products for the year. That sounds like something I definitely want to attend. I know. This is going to be so much fun.
0: The Georgia Pinners Conference, the Cobb on March 24th and 25th. Go to ga.pinnersconference.com to register and sign up for classes you're most interested in. But hurry, classes fill up fast. That's georgia.pinnersconference.com. Are you looking for your next big job or just wanting to improve your work situation? Here's a great opportunity. Gwinnett County is having a Career From Here hiring event March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center at 6400 Sugarloaf Parkway in Duluth. Bring your resume and dress for success. Apply for jobs from animal services, engineering, IT to all sorts of trades. Gwinnett County offers competitive pay, benefits, paid training, and more. You can also Also apply in advance online at GwinnettCountyJobs.com. The Career From Here hiring event, Friday, March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth. Find out more at GwinnettCounty.com. Thanks again for listening to today's Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or your Google Home Briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast.
3: This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group, Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer, Doug Harding, Creative Director, Jacob Sutherland, Director, Producers Jason Genterola and Matt Golden, and Jin Ray Zhang, Video Producer. All rights reserved.